so, um, I don't have anything funny to say for this one. Yeah, me neither. I'm just, I, I, I don't know. I'm just kind of just call us in. I'll just, we'll just, we'll just, we'll just start just this one. We'll just do the intro. Give us our intro. All right. Hey, welcome to the Zeitgeist Podcast. My name is Greg. <sighs> My name's Nick. Nick's Nick's a little down in the dumps today. What's got you so down, Nick? I'm not funny. Uh, well. And I'm fat. <laughs> <laughs> You're not even fat, actually. You look great. You've lost, you lost a, a bit of weight. I have. I've yeah. lost 10 pounds. 10 pounds. That's I good. can't find it. It's it's gone. Yeah, I'm like talking my, about my ten pounds in European money. Oh, I see the British pounds. The British pounds. <laughs> I lost ten British pounds. I left it on the train because Man, I've I've lost thousands of British pounds. I tell you that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thanks, Rothschilds family. Thanks, Rothschilds. Listen to the last episode. Uh, speaking of money, um, yeah. I haven't ever done this before. I'm gonna do it now. Don't uh, ask me for money, man. No, I don't have no, any. no. But I've got I've got a sponsor. I've got a sponsor, guys. Um, it's really? it's a real deal sponsor. They're not paying me or anything, but it is a product that I have used and I can vouch for it. And it's called Simple Home Finances. Uh, basically, the idea is that I don't know if I don't know if you knew uh, these statistics, but let me pull up the statistics. Wow, you don't know it off the top of your I head. I don't. I don't, man. I don't. They're not paying us faster by the second. I know you're right. Uh, they're not paying us at all. <laughs> Uh, okay, here the, here's some statistics. Market Watch gives these statistics. 19% of people have $0 in their savings to cover emergency expenses. This is true. 31% have less than $500 in emergency savings. This is true. 49% of Americans are concerned, anxious, or fearful about their current financial well-being. And interestingly enough... Constantly. Interestingly enough, low income is not always to blame for financial hardship. Only one out of five people, that's about 20%, who are facing financial hardship are below the poverty line and make less than $40,000 a year. So, mm-hmm. what's going on here? The reason is that people don't know how to budget. Simple Home Finances goes off of a process that's a proven process. It's called Plan, Do, Review, right? A lot of budgeting softwares or a lot of budgeting processes, you look back at what you've done the past month and they say, okay, don't do it again. And you're supposed to fix all your problems. This starts with a financial plan so you can organize what you want out of life. So, if you want to buy a house... If you want to take a vacation next year, uh, if you want to retire, all that kind of stuff. You make your plan, you use the goal workbench in the in the software and determine what you need to save to get to that point in what amount of time. It does all the math for you. Real easy. You go into the website, simplehomefinances.com. You can test it out. There's budget and debt, and there's also a separate retirement tool. Um, there's a link for each to do a test, which has all just pre-populated numbers, so you can see how it works um, and decide what you want to do. 30-day money, money back guarantee. The, the tagline I was told to use is uh, master your money in minutes a week. Uh, so if you want to take control of your finances, take a vacation next year, and you're not finding any ways to make any more money, like doing a podcast, uh-huh. it won't make you any money. Uh, but, not yet. But there are ways that you can manage your money better um, and have, have more savings for emergencies or buy a new car or what have you. Yeah, because let me tell you, it's a bad idea to invest in Corona. Definitely don't invest in Corona right now. Stocks Bad are dropping. Idea. All right, now I'm going to get into what I actually am going to talk about as far as the uh, episode this week. So, have good, you ever good, heard good. of a woman called Jen Calmin or Calme? No, I have no idea. Okay, it's French. I don't know exactly how to pronounce it. Jean, Jean Calment. Calment. Jean Calment is how I'm going to say it. Jean Calment. In, in my English American speech. Well, and one of them Europeans. Jean Calment. 
Eugène Camet, was born Chantalmet. in Rue de in Arles, or Arles, or I don't know. It's French. Fr- they always drop off like half the words, so I don't even know. But she was she was born in her home in a February, in the February of 1875. <gasps> that's not even the that's not the big reveal. <laughs> And 1875, it was just, she was born in a traditional neighborhood. Um, and, and you know, it was just like, it was a fisherman kind of neighborhood. Uh, keep in mind, plastic, tea bags, public trash cans, and the zipper were not yet invented when she was born. And the life okay. expectancy of the average French woman at that time was 45. Yeesh. Jean Calment died in 1997. What? Yes. So, this, hang on, hang on. So... How old? Okay, how old was she? Because I don't want to do the math. This woman was 122 years old at the time of her death in 1997. So she went from literally horses and buggies to seeing the internet. Literally, a zipper didn't exist yet. To seeing the can you imagine? Did not exist. Yeah, you're 120, and you're like, I can email someone now, and you're like, back in my day. I literally had to write it down with a feather right. and take it and give it to a man who would walk it 40 miles. Yeah, I mean, in seriously. A pile of snow and shit. And I got pneumonia 40 times and tuberculosis and polio. Right. Polio might not have even been a thing yet. Oh, my at that, God. At that time. Think, I, mean, I mean, think about it. No electricity. They were using candles. Industrial Revolution had not happened yet. There was no light bulb. No light bulb. Wait, right? I don't think. I think the light bulb was early 1900s. I'm gonna do I don't know. You might want to check it out. Hey, Siri. Siri. Hey, Siri. Siri. She's not listening. All right. Whatever. Siri's Siri's just being that way today. Yeah. So that's that's what it is. I mean, just to put it in perspective, about a billion, sorry, 1,500,000,000 people walked on the planet in 1875. Jean Calment outlived every single one of them. Now, let's get into the theory regarding this. But Wait, when I was do, she born? 1875. The light bulb was invented in 1878. It was before the freaking light bulb. She could have met, she could have met Edison. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, she did meet Vincent Van Gogh. Oh my god, I thought you were gonna say she did meet Edison. No, I was gonna be like, what no, the hell, man? No, because she was in France and Edison was. American, but she right? met Van Gogh, though. She did. She met Vincent Van Gogh in 1888. Um, anyway, long story short, I'll just go, or not, not that short, but I'll go briefly through her life story. So her father was a was a shipbuilder, um, and her family owned a dry goods store. And uh, well, actually, the store belonged to her husband's family. I, I just found that out. I'm, I'm kind of going. You reading, want things that are dry? We got. Yeah, we got all the dry goods you could ever need. Everything too wet out there? Come in and get some dry goods. Because everyone back then, they all sounded like this. They all talked like this. That's exactly what they did. Um, I got to go down to the dry goods and get me a dry coat. I have a wet one. (laughs) Go to the dry goods store and you just trade out coats and be like, thank you so much. And you leave. Because this is before the times of the umbrella. Because we need dry goods. I'm not even sure the coats have been invented yet. No, (laughs) coats have been invented (laughs) at that point. I'm literally wearing a sheep. (laughs) A live sheep. sheep. Shut up, sheep. Um, oh, that reminds me of our old podcast. Remember the French sheep episode? Hey, she's French. She's French. I know it's timely. The French. I don't even remember exactly what happened in, the, in that episode, but that was a good. That was a good one. We did the improv. Oh yeah, it's like uh, the cop and the dude's like, "Hey, you got sheep in your car? I got sheep in mine? 
Let's say we race. Oh, I know what it was. Someone someone got pulled over and they had a sheep in their in their back seat. And we did an improv on it. And it was like the cop pulled him over and was oh, like yeah. and it was like and was like, I'm sorry, is that a sheep in your car? And it's like, Yes, sir. Uh you got a problem with my sheep? No, just just hold right there. I'm going back to my car. All right, sir, you know what I have in my car? What? I have my sheep. I'm gonna put your sheep, but my sheep, and we're gonna race. If your sheep can beat my sheep in a race, you're out of the ticket. It was something like that. It was ridiculous. It was like, good fun. Where it said, eh. Yeah, right? Pretty much. Uh, anyway, so her husband was Fernand Calment, um, and she had actually known him her entire life because back then it wasn't so weird um, that... To marry your cousin. Essentially, yeah. Their paternal grandfathers were brothers, and their paternal grandfathers or grandmothers were sisters. So I mean, they were double second cousins. I mean, it's not that weird back then. Yeah, in 1875, or I mean, they, they actually got married in 1880-something, but... Makes you think of yeah. why the life expectancy was so... So low. So short. I mean, the life expectancy, what did I say, 45? Yeah, 45 was the life expectancy back Especially then. Especially for, like, nobilities. Like, yeah. nobilities are just, like, inbred dude, to all dude. hell. They're like purebred dogs. It's disgusting. Inbred dogs. It's like, it's like Johnny, you just become 18. Go bone your sister. Oh yeah, my blah. god. Yeah, I know. I know. It, it's 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 gross. We need another prince. And like they come out with like all these like deformities, like their eyeballs are falling out, and it's like he's like, I'm purebred, you know. I can see cake with my nose. <laughs> <laughs> that voice. Um anyway, so she married Fernand Calment. They had a daughter, Yvonne, in 1898. Uh Jean never worked because I guess the dry goods store was doing real well. Um, and so she basically just did tennis, roller skating. She stalked wild boar. That's the thing you did back then, I guess. I don't know. She literally didn't have to work. Jesus. Yeah. They lived in apartments. Okay, boomer. Uh, right? <laughs> Not even boomer. This is way before boomer. Um, they, this is, this is, she was born a hundred years before uh, the last like Gen Xers were born. Oh my God. Yeah. Perspective. Um, anyway, they lived in apartments above the family store. And um, she was she was apparently a very stubborn woman, uh, which might be why she lived so dang long. She was just refused to die. Um, in 1934, her daughter, Yvonne, died of complications from tuberculosis. Um, and she left behind her husband, Colonel Joseph Billet. Billaw. I don't know, French. Uh, and a seven-year-old son, Freddie. So Jean and Fernand took care of the boy as though he were their own. In 1942... Some friends of the comments invited the couple to their country house during the visit. Fernand gorged on cherries while Jean had one or two. The cherries were tainted with chemicals. And within a few months, Jean was a widow. Sucks. I don't know oh, why their friends invited them over just wait. to poison them. Don't don't tell me. Is she what? a black widow? No. Like, that, that's not the theory anyway. Maybe. I don't know. Like she like got husbands like, and kept killing them for money? No. She only had the... I don't think she ever remarried. Actually. Okay. Oh, um, that's sad. Yeah, but it, it it gets interesting, and I'm 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 going through this backstory for a reason. Okay, so it may not, it may not be super interesting. Although I don't know, poison cherries that that's a weird thing. Um, that was 1942, so like a lot closer to the modern day. Um, but anyway, so she was a widow. Two years later, uh, women got to vote in France. <laughs> wow, this woman's old. <laughs> um, the Eiffel Tower was just 50 years old, and Calment was 67, literally born before the Eiffel Tower. Oh my. God. And she still had half her life in front of her. Holy shit. Following the death of her husband, she and her son-in-law, Joseph, shared an apartment. Freddie was an 
Oterolingologist. I don't know. That's a long word. That's a vocab. I study Oterolingus. Yeah. I right? study the Cotolingus. <laughs> I thought you would make that joke. Um, and he lived nearby with his wife. In 1963, she lost her last intimates because that January, Joseph died after a long illness. Maybe she was a black widow. Wait, know. she lost her intimates? I guess that meant intimate family members. It's, it's this way, the New Yorker wrote this article, or someone from the New Yorker wrote this article. That's okay, what so they does said. that mean like her son-in-law and all them? Yeah, died? her son-in-law died. So like all her then, immediate oh, family oh, around. Yeah, her all her died. immediate family. So Joseph died after a long illness uh, in that August. Freddie was killed in a car accident. Oh geez. She coped by never staying still. I knew cars were a bad thing. I know, right? I still ride my donkey. I still, I still ride my donkey. Basically, she just never stayed still after that. She was always just going around and. Living how she always did, stalking wild boar and going up and down the streets and and uh, like whatever. Her favorite pastime? She was walking down the streets. Hey, uh, what was her name again? How do you uh, say it? Jean Calment. Hey, Jean, what are you doing? I'm stalking a boar. I'm stalking okay, a boar. Okay, let's go back to home. No, the boar. <laughs> no, the boar. You can't let it get away. That's uh, that's Frank. He's your neighbor. He's a boar. I have my gun. That right. That is a um that that's your bedpan. <laughs> right. And so, so the author of this article, um, let me let me find out who wrote it real quick. That that might help. It's written by Lauren Collins. Lauren Collins. Oh, this normal article. name. It's a very normal name. I, I can't make <laughs> a sorry. joke on that one. One of my favorite bits that I've started doing is you know like the Sarah McLaughlin or the Dave Matthews. Like I usually try to make a joke off of whoever wrote an article when like you pause. Lauren Collins. Phil Collins. I don't Phil know. Phil Collins. Yeah. That's that's not as clever. It's it doesn't work. It's too normal. Um. Anyway, the author Lauren. Uh, actually went to uh, her old apartments and uh, the the landlord actually let her uh, see it. And on the roof, a faded sign said Maison Calment, which is the home of Calment, right? The Calment family. So when she was 94 in 1969. And she lived for yeah. 20, like 26 more years? Yeah. Her notary bought her apartment and the purchase was made using a French enviage system in which the buyer agrees to make regular payments on a property that the seller continues to live in. In such an arrangement, arrangement the buyer essentially wagers on how quickly the seller will die. The common oh, apartment was God. a terrible investment. By the time the notary died in 1995, two years before she did, he'd spent nearly $200,000, which is more than twice the value of that place without ever living in it. Oh, sucks. That, oh my God. Can you imagine being like nine, like you, you turn like 105 and you're just like, at that point, I'm like, I'm ready, ready to, die. to die. Yeah. Like, I'm like, everyone around me that I've loved has died and I'm still not dead. At that point, I would think I was immortal. I'd be like, ju- like me and my old breaking bones, like trying to jump off buildings. I like splat and I get up. I'm like, I can't die. Yeah. I'm like I, calling the Grim Reaper. I'm like, please. please. He's like, yeah. not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Um, so as, as she approached her hundredth birthday, she was still riding her bicycle hundred years old. Okay. Yeah. She's still very active, very active, very active. Just before her birthday, the mayor offered to organize a celebration and she declined calling him a communist and rode (laughs) off on her bicycle. Uh, it was, it was 1969. You call me bastard. Right. Right. Or no, it wasn't 69. It was 1973. I think. I don't know. 1970 something when she was about to turn hundred. Anyway. So she. Oh my God. Okay. Anyway, so so thinking about that, the mayor um, later said, "I didn't spot someone who was a hundred years old when I was in the waiting room, but in fact, she was right in front of my eyes. 
She was a little woman in a gray suit wearing a hat with a fine veil. I noticed her heeled shoes. She's wearing heels and seamed stockings. Very elegant. She seemed 20 years younger. So this woman, at 100 years old... Looked like she was 80. Looked like she was 80, which is still pretty old. Uh, at 110, she was still living alone uh, in that same apartment. <laughs> and she never bothered to install a modern heating system. One day, she climbed up on a table to unfreeze the boiler with a flame of a candle. <laughs> Oh this, my she's God. 110 years old. Anyway, um, and uh, and she started a small fire. So at that point, she agreed to move to a local retirement home, Maison du Lac, uh, and the, until the weather improved. And so she ended up staying there. And in 1988, at 112, she was briefly, briefly recognized as the Doyen of Humanity, which is the oldest person in the world. But then the title was given to a woman in Florida who was three months older than her, who spent 75 years in a mental hospital after being diagnosed with post-typhoid psychosis. That's a whole other story. She spent 75 years in a mental hospital. Whoa. And she was the oldest woman on earth at that time. That sucks. This French lady sounds like she had it made. Right? She really did. Never had to work. And the Maybe that's why like, she lived so it's long. It's like, hey, um, I know you're crazy and you've been living here your whole life, but you just were given the... Um, the record for the oldest woman in the world is like, really? That's fantastic. You hear that, everybody? There's mm-hmm. no one else in here. Yes, there is. This room is full of people. Right. Oh, my God. But that's why they didn't know about her because she was in a mental hospital for that long. Uh, and post-typhoid psychosis is a disease that doctors at this time no longer believed existed. Remember, this is getting pretty close to the 90s. And whenever, so they let her out because she didn't even have it. So whenever, like mental illness was actually taken seriously for yeah. a second. Yeah, for a second. Um, so that woman died at 116 in 1991, and then Calment became the oldest person ever known to have lived in modern history. So, here's the deal. Okay, I'm, I'm ready. You ready for the theory? Yes. Think about everything I just said in that story, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you notice anything interesting? That she was 122. Well, yeah, sure, but like throughout her lifetime, did you notice anything interesting that occurred that made you think, hmm, something's fishy here? That she was still very active. Okay, yeah, that's that's a good one. Um, that everyone around her died. Yeah, that's another good one. That she was French. No, that she was French. Um, she sucked the life from the people she loved to live. Mm, not quite. Vampire. All right, here's the theory. I'll just give it to you. I'll just I'll just throw it out there. Those were actually really good points, though, and I'm going to touch on all of those except for the vampire one. Um, and energy, that she's French because it's given. It's, it's a given she's French. No. The theory is Jean Calment died in 1939, and her daughter, Yvonne, took her mantle and pretended to be Jean until 1997. That... Here's here's the theory. I'm going to go back. Wouldn't her daughter be like a lot younger? Yeah. Her daughter was born in. Oh, I got it. Now I got to scroll back up. Hold on. Because like. If she if. Oh, I'm sorry. No. 1934. That Jean died in 1934. Um, Yeah. Her daughter was born in 1898. So that would make her 99 years old in 1997. So basically, as as. I've gone through the story. One of the first things I said was in 1934, Yvonne died of complications from tuberculosis, leaving behind her husband, Colonel Joseph Billet, and a seven-year-old son, Freddie. Mm -hmm. Right? Jean and Fernand took care of Freddie, the boy, as though he were their own. And then in 1942, Fernand was killed by the, the tainted cherries. 
and then Jean was a widow two years later, or the, they got to vote, sorry. But once, once Fernand died, she and her son-in-law Joseph shared an apartment until his death um, in 1963. So that's a good, that's a, that's, that's a good 21 years, right? So where it gets interesting is the theory is that when Yvonne got tuberculosis, because there is record that Yvonne was taken to a hospital for tuberculosis, mm-hmm. Jean got it too. And Jean is the one that died. And Yvonne decided, I'm going to take my mother's name. Right? Okay. And that's why she kept her son. Okay. And that's why when Fernand died, who was her father, she moved in with Joseph, who was her husband. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But then, but Joseph had a wife too. No, Joseph was married to Yvonne. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um. So wait, so how old was Yvonne when Jean technically died. I don't know if he said that. Oh uh, yeah, she was ninety nine. Or she Yvonne, would have, Yvonne was 99. Yvonne would have been ninety nine, but Yvonne supposedly died in nineteen thirty four. But if she did switch with her mother, then that would be ninety nine years, which is not that that much really. It's a lot, don't get me wrong, but compared to hundred and twenty two. Yeah. Yeah. So there my my great grandpa died in ninety nine. Yeah, exactly. Like that's like people lived to ninety nine. That and people up to that point had lived to ninety nine. So that's what's interesting about this theory. And there's a lot of people on both sides of the fence that would say, like, why? You know, why? Why would she? Like, why would she fake? Point? Why would she pretend that she's her mother like if she didn't to have to get the record and say whoopee? Yeah, it it and it doesn't make much sense unless you consider a couple other interesting points. Vampire? You, you, no. <laughs> you remember the apartment? The notary. It was a really nice it, apartment. No, the notary purchased the apartment on the En Viagé, Viagé, whatever. It's a wager system in which he makes regular payments on the property oh. that the seller continues to live in. So he was paying for it yes. so she could live there for free. So she could live there for free. Now, counterpoint to that, because we are still a skeptical podcast. That agreement wasn't made until 1969. Nice. Which would be... <laughs> Right. I couldn't help it. Sorry. Which which would be about I don't know. She would her her mother would have died in 1934. Yeah, I don't know. But really, she didn't even need to take her mother's name until there was any public record that was made. So time could have passed from 1934 to 1969 with her still being Yvonne. Mm-hmm. But once there came an opportunity like this that she just couldn't pass up, she's like, I'm Jean. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. Now, there. I mean, there, there's a lot. This article is very, very long. It took me a long time to read through it. We can link to it. You guys should read it. But it'll. I mean, it's it's a, it's a doozy because uh, it's it's pretty in depth about like everything. But I I there's do both like sides it. of the theory that go in here. That some will say that you know Yvonne was Jean, and some will say no, Jean was was legitimate, and Yvonne actually did die in in. Uh, 1934 couple interesting points Yvonne like they have a they have a family grave the the Clement family does Yvonne's name is not marked on any of the graves which is interesting that is interesting then again Fernand's name is also not marked on the grave so that might just be a thing sometimes people just don't get marked but other family members were like they have a spot which is not they marked. have a spot yeah it's just not marked she was buried there but oh, okay. but she doesn't have a, a 
stone with her name written. So like on. a family is like a family grave, like a mausoleum where like think all so. their bodies go or like ashes yeah. or whatever. I think it's like a mausoleum at, at like the way they have it. Probably it's not like a burial. Plot. <laughs> it's not just like they all share the same coffin. <laughs> right. They just crack it open every time someone dies. It's like just <laughs> toss it in on top of the oh, skeletons. Gross. <laughs> gross. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's. There's a lot of interesting interesting points in this article. I cannot get into all of it. It's not that long of a show, and the article is like it's it's really long. I'm not, I'm I don't know if I can overstate just how long this article is, but it's it's really interesting all the same. Um, and when she died, Jean actually died of unspecified causes, and she was buried in that same family's tomb. Um, she got the prototype of the CIA heart attack gun. Right. <laughs> That's what happened. They were like, we can't let this woman live any longer. Take her down. <laughs> Yeah, and she and she like falls over and she's like, finally. Yeah, I know. After that long, I mean, eighteen seventy five, man. She That's a saw long time. Ever she saw both world wars. Yeah, she saw. So, when was the Civil man, War? It was eighteen sixty. So she barely missed she, the she, American Civil she War. Was born right after the Civil War. Yeah, I know. What the I hell? know, dude. First, like, I mean, like, like you, like you're born and your parents are like, yeah, we lost your uncle in the war to the, to the, to the South. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, she I'm, was, wait, well, the civil war, I'm th- she's French. She she's know. French. So she doesn't care. But, but still, she was, like the American civil war. Was she going was on. nearly 40 when the Wright brothers took the first, uh, self-sustained flight in their airplane. Oh my God. Cause I that still, was 1913, I think. I think so. Yeah. It's like, when was the freaking car invent like i still can't believe the, the car uh, when was oh the the automobile um it was benz invented the first automobile i thought it was ford no ford ford was the first mass-produced automobile yeah 1885 was the yeah, first so, was yeah what was the first practical automobile was i right was it was it benz yeah it was yeah i was wrong so yeah and the, so she was born 10 years. She was 10. She was 10 years old when out. the first car and, and she might not have even known about it because news didn't travel as fast by then. And that was the only like that was the first practical car. But it was still for the richest of the rich, like this for like the public to have a car. It would probably still be another 20 years. Oh, yeah. Because so like, she'd be 30. You saw someone coming down on like a car with no horses. She's like witchcraft yeah it's witchcraft, burn them. right burn it yeah and they were that was still the same time like if if man were meant to fly he would have wings attached to his back and, and propellers on their heads yeah and he would and his, his farts would be strong enough to push him <laughs> straight to the sky this is why so like she's like 10 she's like daddy what is that amazing vehicle now we, we don't what is that amazing thing uh, uh gene we don't mess with those you're you're on the dry goods business we sell dry goods like dry coats uh, dry, and dry, dry, dry coats and dry pants. Because whatever, because we don't have bathrooms, so people, people, people piss and shit themselves all day. They need, they need dry goods. I, I mean, <laughs> kind of, yeah, yeah. Because so, um, we don't, we don't got toilets. People just drop trout, plop one in the street, just blame it on the horses. Yep, I but mean, because if, if horses go away, where, where's, where's, where's old daddy supposed to poop? Hmm. You can't, you can't poop nowhere now. Uh, let me let me point this out. This is this is also just like um, what? While Sorry. you're looking that up, fun fact: Did you know cars? Um, whenever cars were starting to get more publicly available, that they were marketed as less as more economical friendly than horses because 
horse poop and farts. There were so many that they actually caused methane uh, problems. Really? Yeah. So cars were considered the economical and eco-friendly alternative to horses. Wow. Yeah. You can you can spin anything. Because you're like, can you imagine how bad like every town smelt because of horses? I mean, it probably smelled horrible. And nobody showered. Anyway, go on. Yeah, well, they didn't have ways to shower. They didn't have running water. <laughs> That's how far back this is. <laughs> they didn't have running water. That's why they sell dry goods. <laughs> All right, check this out. She was, hold on, it's 1890. So she was 15? 15. She was 15 when the Brussels Conference Act was put into effect, which was a collection of anti-slavery measures to put an end to the slave trade on land and sea, especially in the Congo Basin, the Ottoman Empire, and the East African coast. So she lived from that point all the way through civil rights in the United States in in 69. Oh, my God. Yeah. Do you think she was, like, really racist? Oh, probably. I mean, when you're that old. is Is she white? Like, well, she's French, so I mean, yeah, probably you got to point yeah, there. She's a European, so, right? So I'm like, I, I feel like, and I know people say like, okay, boomer, because people have just like older ideals. But like, if you've lived literally from when they were when there were slaves, it would be to literally yeah. the internet. It's yeah, it's it's a huge. She shock was probably for her. like hella racist. Uh, probably, probably. I mean, I I can imagine. We don't know. I don't know her personally. Like. There were obviously there were people like maybe she grew with the times like maybe I mean, she did. maybe she felt I mean, she did call the mayor a communist. I mean, I mean, France had abolished slavery prior to her birth. But like, I mean, I mean, let me see if I can find when they did. Did uh, Europe, Europe abolish slavery before America or was it the other way around? Um, Not all of Europe, but a lot of Europe before America. Yes. OK. As far as I can tell. But like. So, so I'm looking through, like, there's a Wikipedia page for it. So there's so many different instances where, like, specific cases of slavery were abolished. And then there's, like, big ones. Like, the Brussels Conference was a big one. But, like, in 1941, United States versus the Amistad finds that the slaves of La Amistad were illegally enslaved and were legally allowed as free men to fight their captors by any means necessary. That's before the Emancipation Proclamation, right? So there were certain cases where there was like instances. So it's tough to say exactly when, but it was, that was before she was like, she didn't have slaves in France, um, but they were still out there in the world. And then all the way through civil rights. And then, I mean, damn close to a black president. <laughs> I mean, really, if you look I at mean, it in 97 to 2008, that's only 10 years, 11 I years. Mean, yeah. Like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like, I was three when she died. No, wait, no, no you weren't. I was, no, I was four. Yeah. No. I no. No. How, well, uh, what? What? How, what year were you born? I don't even. Ninety four. Yeah. So, it depends what time of the year she. Oh, died. she died in August. Yeah. So I was four. I yeah. was four. I was alive. I could have met her. You could have. Probably wouldn't have. But you could. But have. it's still crazy to think like, hey, lady, you're old, <laughs> right? And she's so, like, can't talk because she. She's just so, so old. dang old. But apparently she kept up like she was apparently sharp as attack mentally. And she told her whole life story to several different people. There are interviews of her. There are video interviews of her, I think, um, out there. Uh, we might need to look that up because I'm curious. Like, I thought my grandpa was old because like he's like 86 and 
he still talks to me and he goes like, I'm like on my phone. I'm talking to him about just like normal stuff that you and I talk about. And he's like, Nick, I don't understand any of this stuff. He goes, he, he told me, he goes, I remember when the toaster was invented. He goes, Crazy. We didn't, they didn't have a toaster. They didn't have, I mean, microwave makes sense, but like mm-hmm. they didn't have a toaster. Like, yeah. Like, I guess the modern toaster where, like, you pop it in and it pops mm-hmm. out. Like, that apparently that wasn't invented until, like, the 70s. Yeah, it, that's actually really surprising. I think about that, too, because, like, my, my grandmother was born in 1924. And I'm like, because she's 96 now. And I'm like, man, that's a long time ago. 1875. So that means that this woman in 1924, that Jean Calment was, like, 50. This is like... What the heck? This is like... I. I can't even imagine like you turn a hundred and then you live two more decades. Yeah. Crazy. Like, can you imagine? Like, I, I would think at that point, like I'm, I am done. I'd be pretty over it. Like, honestly, I'd be like, I would have seen sharp, all I need to see. Like, I'm like, what else do I have to do? Just, I'm just gonna, I don't, oh my God. Okay. I don't know. Anyway. So, but it might not even been her. It could be Yvonne. So, uh, I encourage everyone to read the article. We're going to link to it. And, um, can decide for yourselves. Was Yvonne Jean? Was Jean Jean? Was Jean Yvonne? Who is Fernand? Who is Joseph? And where is my penis? And where is Carmen San Diego? That was a better out than the penis thing. That's all right. We all know where it is. It's five and a half feet long. Oh, throw back to that joke. You're going to scoot back. Yeah, right. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Anyway, that's all we got for for this one. Um, yeah. But I guess we'll plug ourselves real quick. Uh, follow us on Twitter at, is it The Zeitgeist Podcast? Or just Zeitgeist, Zeitgeist Podcast. At Zeitgeist Podcast. Um, obviously, subscribe to the podcast if you enjoy it, if you learn something new. Uh, we try to bring you new and novel ideas, and hopefully you get something out of it. So if you do, subscribe. There's always more. Uh, and send us your conspiracy theories as well into our DMs at Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, at Zeitgeist Podcast. Um, and I also, just one more time, I want to thank our sponsor, Simple Home Finances. Go to simplehomefinances.com. You can learn more uh, and, and get a little teaser. Not, it's not called a teaser, but like a you can... Trial. A trial, yeah. You can build, you can click and test the software out uh, using fake numbers. So it's already pre-populated, so you can just see how it works in real time. All right. Well, on that note, I'll see you next week. See you next week. And we'll be here for 100 more years. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.